0: It's Friday night and the moon is right. Gonna have some fun,
1: show you how it's done, TGIF. All right, welcome to week 114 of the Two Guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. Hey,
0: hey, hey. Hey,
1: hey, hey, hey. And uh, we're a TGIF podcast. We watch all the shows that aired on TGIF exactly 30 years later. And uh, a few things to get out of the way first. Thanks to uh, Wazmo for the theme song this week. Thanks, Wazmo. Apparently, Wazmo's in a band as well named Wazmo, so it's not only his name, I guess, but also his band's name.
0: Well, well, the more Wazmos,
1: the better. So go check out the band Wazmo too. Wazmo, uh, make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFcast. You can um, follow us on YouTube and uh, subscribe. Just search Two Guys into Fridays. And also, we've got an email address if you need to send us anything, and you don't feel like doing it over facebook instagram or twitter you can always email us to tgifcast at gmail.com all the stuff uh before we get into the episodes this week let's look back at what was going on in the world 30 years ago now these are episodes that would have aired when travis
0: so these would have aired uh november 22nd 1991
1: okay and uh back that week november 17th 1991 the uh, first ever nationally broadcast condom ad aired on tv
0: that's that's cool.
1: So there had been previous that had only aired in California apparently, but this is the first one that ever okay. aired nationwide. Um, it was on Fox, and it was during a show called Howard's Head, which I've never heard of.
0: Definitely heard of it. I remember yeah? it.
1: Yep. What what do you know about it?
0: Uh, it was okay. So now I'm going to say this and get it all wrong. Here's what I think I remember of it. It was it was like a show where a guy had like i don't want to say head, I probably personalities but it was kind of like you could see the inside of his head and the people almost like if i remember it correctly and now see now i'm questioning myself and i feel like i'm going to be an idiot it was almost like a live action version of um what was that pixar movie
1: uh oh yeah, the, the uh yeah, yeah with yeah. all the emotions oh that one
0: yeah you know what i'm talking about right
1: yeah, like inside or something. Inside out. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hold on, but I bet you I'm wrong. I bet you I'm. But I think totally that's a different wrong one. <laughs> now about what it. Hold on. Uh,
1: There's a guy named Howard Head as well. Yeah, yeah, wrong. Yeah, I'm right.
0: I, I'm right. So yeah. yeah, that's what it is. There's it's yeah it's a, it's you basically see like the live action workings of his. Is it
1: Howard's like, head or? It is Howard's head, right? Or Howard's is it said.
0: Herman's head? Herman's head. Herman's, 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 Herman's head. head.
1: All right. Well, yeah, it aired during that. And then uh, it was 15 seconds Trojan ad. They continue to air to this day.
0: Most of the Trojans in America are made right down the street. Where at? Petersburg, Colonial Heights, somewhere down there.
1: How about that? Um, I'm just looking at this Herman's Head guy. uh, Yeah, he's a guy. Um, So... Three seasons, like
0: three full seasons. Hank Azaria was in it. Yep.
1: And uh, some other people. William
0: Ragsdale... Bobcat Goldwe- Gold- Goldweight
1: Gold was he? That's cool. Yeah, I like Bobcat. Uh, what about movies and music? What was number one this week?
0: Uh, movies number one: uh, Martin Scorsese's *Cape Fear*, starring Robert De Niro, uh, Juliette Lewis. So *Cape Fear* number one. Uh, number one song is still *Cream* by Prince uh, and the New Power Generation.
1: Uh, any birthdays this week?
0: No birthdays, but I got to you know. I realized I think uh, so. Angela Watson had her birthday November twelfth, which was technically two weeks ago, and it made me realize. That I don't have the step by step people on the calendar, so I need to, I need to go and update the calendar because they'll be they'll be around for that a while. That wasn't two
1: weeks ago, was it?
0: November twelfth. Okay. Two two like like it wasn't this episode. It wouldn't have been this week. It would have been if we last were to say happy right? birthday to last week's episode. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Happy birthday. Um, happy
0: birthday, Angela. Related. All
1: right. So let's get into the episodes. We start off with Family Matters. This is season three, episode ten. The name of the episode is the Love God, and it does start off at Rachel's place. Uh, you mentioned Rachel's not getting enough action, and now she's getting all the action. It seems. Like.
0: I know, I know. They're they're trying to squeeze in as much as they can.
1: It's great. So it's just a little quick clip. It's just like a boom in the kitchen, like kind of like an explosion almost. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of smoke. Steve Urkel comes out with a fire extinguisher, and then uh, he's like, "Good news! The new special is uh, Louisiana blackened pizza." And then that's the whole clip.
0: Yeah, this is a, a kind of a more unique opening given our in in the recent seasons because this is kind of typically what we used to see and now it we never see these kind of short, literally this flip was probably what thirty seconds. Yeah, but it
1: does kind of put us in the setting for where most of this episode is going to take place. It seems like so it kind That's of true. it kind of plays that role a little bit. But anyways, kind of. after the theme song, we come back. Um We've got Lieutenant Murdock. He's uh in the Winslows' living room and he's calling up for Carl who eventually comes down, but he's like, don't make fun of me, who is in a dress. He's got a dress on, a purse, a wig. Yeah, it's Carl in drag, pretty much.
0: It is, 100% it is Carl dressed as a woman.
1: So um, he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna laugh, and he's like trying to hold it in the best <laughs> he can, but... Um,
0: of course of course, Lieutenant's gonna make fun of him the whole time. He does laugh,
1: and uh, Carl's like, that's it, I'm unvolunteering from this whole thing. We find out what's going on, is they are trying to get Carl to pretend that he's a woman, so hopefully a mugger will mug him, so then they can catch the person who mugged the wife of the police chief.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's basically going undercover as a as a as a decoy, Not as decoy. What, what about bait? He's bait. That's what I'm looking for.
1: And I guess what they're thinking is, if they do this, they catch this guy, then maybe the police chief will like give him a raise or give him a promotion or something like that.
0: I guess, but I mean, generally, it's probably good to just catch, <laughs> to do catch cop muggers. Work. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, I don't know if this is the most effective way to do it, but I'm also not a cop, so what do I know?
1: So now we go back to uh, Rachel's place, and it shows first uh, Rachel and Laura, and they're talking about this, uh, this customer. And I think Laura's trying to give Rachel a little encouragement to go over and talk to him because they both think he's cute, right?
0: Yeah, well yes and what and the way that this kind of plays out is that that laura goes over to rachel and says hey have you seen the the customer table whatever five and rachel says oh you mean the the handsome man with a gold watch and no wedding ring he's tall and 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 she's like no i I don't know what you're talking about
1: so let's see she goes over there i think right and like starts talking to him and he actually invites her to join him for dinner and she does she sits down she eats with him
0: yeah and he she starts flirting pretty hard because he basically asked Laura he's like hey I want to talk to your manager and then when the manager comes over Rachel he says um, you know the one thing missing right now is I don't have anyone to talk to and so she joins him and they, they start
1: they start whoa what does that I want what just happened oh, no, there are not. things <laughs> out there you can't imagine <laughs> An IMDb trailer just started playing for some movie. I have no idea what it was. <laughs> I'll decide later if I'm going to leave that in or not. All right. So um, then we enter uh, a new character to the show, right? Yes. Is Correct. it Vonda or Wanda? Mahoney? Vonda with a V. Okay, that's what I thought. Vonda Mahoney comes in. And she's, um, I don't know, just a young high school student who all the guys seem to think she's hot in the uh, in the restaurant.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's She's a hot high school girl
1: and uh eddie and waldo of course are checking her out and eddie's like you know what i'm gonna try to put the moves on her i don't know if you knew this waldo but the rumor is that she's pretty easy and she likes to move pretty quick
0: yeah and vonda is played by danielle nicolette who i I don't i don't really know who she is before looking her up but she's she's a fairly successful actress at this point she's on the flash tv show as a as a regular character uh, and a number of other things. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that she's she's has starring roles in, so does a lot of voice work as well. She was Captain Marvel in in the the Lego Avengers. Oh so. wow. Some pretty cool stuff.
1: Yeah. So Eddie goes over to her. <clears throat> she's kind of sitting in a bar at the um at the bar and uh <laughs> Eddie's like uh I, I don't remember what he says, but he tries to say some like lines to her and she's like, No, go away, pretty much.
0: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't say a whole lot. He just kind of says, tries to introduce himself to her.
1: And uh, we find out the reason why she's kind of acting the way she is, is because she got a bad grade on her algebra test. She's got to raise her grade and she doesn't want anything to do with anyone else. That's her main focus right now is getting a good grade in algebra.
0: So she's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah, she's prioritizing. That's That's important. That's good.
1: So uh, Eddie's like, well, you know what? I'm friends with the smartest guy in the school. He tutored me and helped me with algebra. I bet you, I, or he, I don't even, he says I can get him to help you out with school. And then she goes back to the ways that we think she's going to be. Well, at least Eddie does. And she's like, well, if you, uh, if you can get him to help me out, I will be very, very grateful to you. Yeah. she starts she's like rubbing his arm imp- and stuff. Yeah.
0: She's definitely implying things will happen if they, uh, if, if, She's able to, get, or he is able to help her out.
1: So. Yeah. So Eddie quickly runs, finds Steve Urkel. Um, takes a minute for Steve to agree, but eventually they agree that uh, if he helps her, then Eddie and him can be best friends, which seems like the agreement they always have.
0: <laughs> but even in public this time.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Steve's going to help. Um, they're going to be best buddies they show Rachel flirting with this guy at the table again. And then we go back to uh, the Winslow house, right?
0: Well, the other thing that happens here too is that Rachel has to get back to work. And, and as she's leaving, Greg, Greg is the guy's name. Greg says, you know, I, you know, I wasn't done flirting with you yet. And that's, she's like, that's fine. I wasn't either. Here's my phone number. So they hit it off. They're going to start dating. Oh,
1: yeah. It was separate. some dumb line like, uh, oh, is that my bill? And she's like, no, dinner's on me. That's my phone number. <laughs> Whatever. It worked. It did work, but I don't think she needed to give him free food. I think it it was gonna work either way.
0: She was being nice. I mean, how much is a burger and fries at Rachel's place? How much is that back send her then?
1: Six ninety
0: five, at the most. At the most.
1: All right. So back at the Winslow house, um, Carl's still dressed like a woman. Harriet's in the kitchen with him. They're kind of talking, and uh, Carl's wondering why no one has tried to mug him. And Harriet's like, "Well, maybe it's because you're not a very good woman," and they have. <laughs> like a pretty long scene here where she's giving him lessons on how to act and look more like a woman specifically on like how to walk like a woman.
0: Yeah, but she also says very very appropriately like your mustache probably doesn't oh, yeah. help the fact that you're dressed like oh. I mean, wait which what what if you haven't seen the episode recently, what you have to understand is that Carl is dressed like a woman to the extent that like a guy dresses like a woman for Halloween, not like a, you know, not like somebody who is trying to actually look like a woman dresses like a woman. Like he's got a wig and he's got a dress on, but he's got a mustache. He's just kind of like, you know, stomping around like a dude. He's not trying to be a woman. He is. Yeah. He just got a dress but at a, the same time,
1: on. so Carl in Carl's defense, when she says this to him about the mustache, he's like, have you seen the police chief's wife? <laughs> She's got a bigger mustache than I do. So that is, that ma- is maybe that's why it he does. kept it on there. That's
0: correct. All right. Correct. You're, All right. You're right.
1: So um, then we've got uh, Steve and Laura. They come in. Uh, Steve didn't know that Carl was dressing up like a woman. So he sees like the back of Carl making out with uh, Harriet at this point. He freaks out. He eventually reveals himself. But, uh, I don't know, just a kind of funny scene of like the shot of Steve Urkel. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was funny. All
1: right. So back to Rachel's place. Wait,
0: wait, wait. there's something that happens here. I want to to just bring up because I thought it was going to be more. I thought there was going to be more to this than there was. And and it's kind of annoying that there wasn't because so Carl and Harriet go to leave. Harriet's going to work. Carl is going to, you know, do his cop thing. And there's this like moment where they kind of like, bumble their purses. And it looks like they almost get, they have the same purse. It almost looks like they get confused. One takes the other, the other takes, you know, and and it looked like it was setting up to be one of these scenes where like, maybe what happens is you, we see a scene where Carl gets mugged and he ends up having Harriet's purse instead of his own purse. And so he doesn't have like his cop stuff. Um, None of that happens. This this, 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 (laughs) does there's no meaning to this at all, except it just seemed really annoying that they they spent like, you know, a, 10 to 15, an appreciable amount of time with this whole like purse switch. And it's like, just something with that or, 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 or don't do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. pick, go one way or the other.
1: So then we go to Rachel's place. There's
0: a deleted scene somewhere. I There's gotta she. be. Yeah. On the yeah. DVD
1: or something. So yeah. Vonda runs in and she's all excited. She passed the test. She's very thankful. And uh, she tries to uh, offer herself to Steve Urkel. She's like, "All right, this is what I do. Now it's your turn to get what I, I do." I owe you,
0: Steve. Yeah. Let me let me give you let me pay you the way I know how.
1: Yeah, and he's like, "Oh no!" Like uh, trying to back up, like because he loves Laura. That's 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 his goal in life. And uh, she yeah. actually ends up like kissing him right there, and then he faints on the floor. You go to a commercial break, and it's like her waking him back up after being after fainting on the ground.
0: Was there a. I didn't make a note of this, and I know there was a couple of like, like dream sequences or whatever this, this kind of week, but was there, was there like a dream or like. There's a, a dream a, coming
1: up. Yeah. Yeah. There is.
0: With him and, and like, like him and yeah. Laura? Oh. Uh, okay, okay. No.
1: There's a different dream sequence coming up. We'll get okay. to it. Uh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. He wakes up. He's trying to like turn her down, and that's she right, won't have right. it. And then, uh, Tell Steve that uh after after go if she if he goes out with her, he's not gonna be thought of as a nerd or anything anymore by any of his friends or anyone in school. Uh he's gonna be a ladies' man if he
0: goes right. out with her. He's gonna be Steve Urkel.
1: Yeah. Uh Stefan Urkel, right? Stefan Urkel, thank you. So Sorry. Then we go to this dream sequence where Steve is now a ladies' man. He comes in, he's dressed like I don't know, like not like a nerd, like I guess like hey, it, fashionable It, it reminded clothing. me of like
0: MC Hammer, but without, the pants weren't as baggy, but he had like leather pants on, leather jacket, like a leather shirt on, So he's dressed like sunglasses. Eddie would
1: dress if he was going out pretty much.
0: I think Eddie's honestly a better dresser than than this, <laughs> than this version, version of Steve. Steve. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, it's a
1: scene that, the, the scene's happening like in Rachel's place. He walks in with like all these new clothes on. Um, He's got like some sunglasses, which he pops up on top of his head. All the girls go crazy for him as soon as he walks in. And uh, Eddie is in in, in the dream sequence. Eddie's like, I would give anything to be Steve. (laughs) And then Steve walks over to Laura and Laura like tells him off. He's like, she's like, no chance. And then Laura couldn't
0: care in
1: the dream sequence. He's like, uh, not even, or I think she says like, not even in your dreams is going to happen. So yeah. and he says,
0: he says, but this is my dream. Like what? <laughs> it's, I still can't get it. So
1: he comes out of the dream um, and then sits down with Vonda in the restaurant and he tells um, her that it's not going to happen. He only wants Laura and Steve tells her that, uh, you know what? You don't have to be this way anymore. You don't have to be easy to be popular. And she's like, well, it's hard. Cause I want people to like me and I don't always like myself. And then Vonda says that um, she's she's like, well, I can stop, but I already promised Eddie that I would go out with him. And Steve's like, oh, Eddie, don't worry. He's the best guy. He's not gonna have any issue at all with this. And uh, yeah, he's like, I will help you with this new life of yours.
0: Yeah, they have a really serious conversation in like a minute and a half that yeah. totally changes her life, which I mean, I guess good for Steve and good for Vonda, but. But this is this was a this was a moment that that Urkel really turns this turns this girl's life around.
1: So then we go, I think, back to the Winslow house. Rachel yeah, to, and house. Uh, this guy from the restaurant. His name's Greg, which I didn't figure Greg. out until right now. Yeah. Um, they get back from this date. They went to watch hockey, I think. And yep. Uh, yep. they're kind of like talking about the game. And uh, t- he's like, "Oh, your family's so great. Like everyone's <laughs> perfect. Down and to everything. earth. Got a
0: good head on their shoulders."
1: And then Carl walks in still dressed up as in. a woman
0: Carl, Carl Carl runs in the house
1: because uh he's excited because he, he finally got mugged and that's yep. all he was hoping so he's uh excited to tell harriet and uh because she's gonna be so proud that he got mugged that all of her new moves worked <laughs> and uh i think he goes off rachel and greg have a good night kiss on the couch and she tells him to call her tomorrow and Greg. Um, he,
0: he leans in a little bit more too. Like oh, he, they right. have their kiss and he kind of leans in a little bit more and she backs up and just kind of, I don't want to say pushes him away, but it's clear that she is not, not in the same place that he is at this moment
1: yeah and then we get like a kind of i don't know i don't want to say weird scene but it's supposed to be like an emotional scene where greg asks her uh why is she always backing away from him Mm -hmm. and why are you still wearing your wedding ring
0: well it's a little more it's a little more to it than that i mean he so it's clear that he wants more out of the relationship she's not ready and he as he's leaving like you said he says, you know are, are you ready for relationship do you want to be here and, and Rachel's like, yeah, yeah, I do. I am. I'm ready. And he's like, then why are you still wearing your wedding ring? And, I, and my assumption is that this is maybe going to set up some future kind of not, I don't know if it's going to be with Greg, but some future discussions around Rachel and like, it, like her moving on from her husband's death and and really getting back out there to, to, have a serious relationship again
1: yeah and then this scene ends with her actually taking off the ring and then just kind of like staring off to the side of the frame yeah what's
0: kind of like an emotional thing like she's she she realizes that she is I, I think she's kind of like processing the fact that this guy just called her out for still wearing her wedding ring even though she're, you know she's trying to says she's ready to date again and and kind of trying to figure out what that means
1: all right, so a couple more scenes in the episode. We go to uh, Eddie and Vonda. They're at Rachel's place. They just got there. He's, like, all excited. He wants to go pick her up. He's, like, telling everyone, like, her parents aren't at home, and they're going to go back to, their, to her house. And then Vonda tells Eddie what her and Steve uh, had a conversation about and that she feels that she doesn't have to be easy anymore, which kind of throws uh eddie off because that's all he was really hoping
0: for and not only that but she's like i'm not even going to kiss on the first date anymore
1: yeah so um then i wrote carl comes in does he go into rachel's place he does he does and uh he's excited because i guess he got like a little bonus from work is that
0: we got an accommodation it's like like a special recognition for, for catching this mugger
1: And uh, Murtaugh's all mad because uh, he didn't get it. And then Murtaugh comes in and uh, he is now in a dress trying to do the same thing so he can get (laughs) the accommodations that he got.
0: But they already caught. I, I don't know. It's funny because the whole intent was to catch this mugger that mugged the mayor or not the mayor, the chief's wife. So I don't know if that was the same mugger they caught, but I feel like I feel like at this point. Lieutenant is, is barking up the wrong tree.
1: Oh, cause he's going to catch some random mugger and the police, some chief, random police chief's it's, not going to care that much.
0: Is like good? Good job doing your job, Lieutenant.
1: Yep. So that's it. It wraps up right there. That's the end of, uh, that episode of family yep. matters. All right. So next up, uh, this is your eight thirty slot, it's step-by-step season one, episode 10. The name of the ex the name of the episode is, uh, mixed messages is what it's called. And, uh, it starts off. We've got Frank. Um, he's worried that, uh, he's not going to get this job for uh, the Kramers. There's like a new apartment building or something like that.
0: Well, it's a, it's an existing building that he's going to be doing the renovation for. So he's Carol and all the families like in the kitchen and he comes running in and he's like, I I don't know. I had this meeting. I'm waiting for this phone call from, from Mr. Kramer about this renovation job.
1: So um, there, then we get like this whole, like, conversation theme going on with the kids and like uh like phone calls being a big thing with this episode jt tells karen um that she got a call um and then like people are getting all confused about like who's calling messages and then mark suggests that uh the family get an answering machine and uh frank is not sold on this idea until uh mark tells him well the other option is leaving a message with jt and then that's kind of where we go into the theme where we're set up for this episode
0: yeah. And J- JT literally couldn't even remember the person who called Karen that, like that day. So,
1: so after the theme, we come back, we're in the living room. We've got Cody playing guitar. JT's in there. Dana comes in and Cody um, is trying to ask her on a date. He's like, Hey Dana, you want to go see 101 Dalmatians? <laughs> Last time I was there, I even tried to count them all. And I think it got to like 90 something. I don't remember. It's what it
0: 97 was. or something like that.
1: And she's like, well, no, because, well, not only because this, but um, she, she's never going out with him is what she pretty much says. But she's, yeah. she's actually got a date tonight as well.
0: That's what she tells him at least.
1: And uh, she goes off on the date. Um, JT tells Cody that the problem is he's not really her type. She likes these, like, guys that are, like, more nerdy and have jobs. And um, he, th-
0: well, he yeah, he basically says that, that Dana likes more white collar guys and that, that that Cody's a blue collar guy. He's a, he's a working man and and that's not her style.
1: So now Cody is thinking, well, maybe I should change for Dana. Uh, maybe that's what I need to do. And uh, he says he's got some thinking to do. And I think he goes off into his van or something like that.
0: He does. He does. And I feel like Cody, like they have, they have like kind of ramped up Cody's interest in Dana, like pretty quickly. Like it, it was kind of like, you know, there. And then now it's just like Urkel style. Uh, obsession oh yeah, for with Laura, Sure. sure. Yeah.
1: So we go into the uh, kitchen, um, the family's working on this answering machine, they've, they've got it in, and they've got to record the greeting for it, and uh, they kind of go around the room, like everyone's trying to record a greeting, like Al tries, and Penny tries, and Carol mm-hmm. tries, and Frank's like, well, what we need is we need something brief, simple, and boring, and then uh, Mark <laughs> steps up, because he's perfect for that job. And, Everyone uh, looks at Mark. Yeah, he just says, please leave a message. And that's the whole entire greeting after after all of them have spent all this time trying to figure it out.
0: It's not even a good message.
1: Yeah. So uh, we go to Karen a little later in the kitchen. She's asking Carol for her messages for the day. Uh, she's really trying to see if this guy Bobby called her. And uh, Carol's going through three pages of boys that have called Karen and flipping through, flipping through, naming all the names. <laughs> no, Bobby. Bobby is not called. And uh, Frank comes in. He's all upset. upset. All
0: she wanted was Bobby to call. She's like, "What does what a woman girl have to do to get to get a guy to call her?" And everyone's like, "You had like twenty guys."
1: Yeah, you. and Penny Penny's there, and she's like, "I don't know, what's it like?" <laughs> and uh, Frank comes in. He's excited. He got the Kramer job. He's going to be starting 9 a.m. tomorrow. And uh, then we get a, a horny Carol who tries to uh, start the celebration tonight and take him upstairs. They kiss, and then. Penny and Ivy kind of watch them kiss and talk about them kissing, which is kind of weird.
0: Yeah. It's a little strange.
1: So later that night, uh, we've got Cody. He's coming in the living room and he is now in a suit. Um, he's trying a new image for Dana and, uh, JT hasn't been, uh, Oh,
0: so JT, what, I wrote down the joke.
1: I know the joke, but I don't remember okay. why he said that he was bummed. Well,
0: because basically, because because he's looking at Cody, and Cody's like, "Yeah, I've decided to change and get a job for for Dana. I'm gonna, you know, be a better person." And and JT's whole thing is like, like that that's not who you are. And he's like, I guess "This is who I gotta be for Dana, though." And then the joke is,
1: you could tell you could say the joke. You really
0: tell the joke. So JT JT says, "Man, I haven't been this disappointed since Millie Vanilli." Obviously, because Millie Vodilly was faking who they were, just like Cody is faking who he is.
1: So Dana comes in, and well,
0: the, the, hold on, hold on. The real quick, the, the job that Cody has gotten is he is an executive field rep for the Funtime Toy Company, um, and, which means that he is he's gonna he's basically the guy that goes out and fills up the like those quarter toy machines at at restaurants, yeah. grocery stores.
1: A good job sure he's got like slime and he's got uh,
0: boxes of homies in the back of his van <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah dana comes in she's not impressed this isn't working for her either no so then we go um to a scene where karen and brendan are coming in uh he took or she took brendan out shopping for some clothes and she's uh giving him some fashion lessons as well which he's pretty appreciative of he likes the, yeah. uh, the new yeah, looks and a new everything whip. And, um, oh, excuse me. Um hurts, we're gonna check the messages. Yeah, Karen goes and checks the messages. The first one, it's from Bobby. She's so excited, she runs out of the room pretty much before she even uh, checks the rest of the messages. But the, uh, the voicemail continues to play. We find out that the second message is from Kramer, this job that uh, Frank got and uh, he's calling to leave a message to let him know the job is off, there's a crack in the foundation, we're not gonna be doing this project right now, and they're actually going to be demoing the building tomorrow, so make sure you're not there, don't go to the building.
0: Yeah, don't show up.
1: And then the voice, the. Answering machine beeps and says all messages will now delete, and then uh, we have no trace of this message now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's the takeaway: is that, that Karen didn't write it down. Karen barely even heard it. No one has any record of it, so it is it is now lost in the in the ether.
1: So we go to the next morning. Uh, Cody's in the kitchen. He's talking to Carol about like Dana and like changing his appearance and stuff like that. Frank comes down. Um, just kind of letting everyone know he's got to leave because he's got to go meet Kramer at this apartment, which is setting up what we know will be an issue for sure because they're about to demo this building.
0: Right. Right. Exactly.
1: Um. So then we go to the apartment. Um, Frank is there. He's got his blueprints. He's looking for Kramer. He sets his blueprints down on like a sawhorse or something. And then this demolition of this building begins while Frank is inside of the building. There's a giant wrecking ball that <laughs> smashes through the wall a couple times ends up almost hitting him and then as he comes back into the scene he's now riding on this wrecking ball through the building like miley cyrus would be
0: i tell you it very much like miley cyrus that's what i thought too but they spent a lot of money on i feel like on these construction scenes for frank because you know the one that they had before with him and jt where they the house had the, falling the frame of the house yeah. and fell yeah like they really put some effort into these kind of um outside of the house construction yeah scenes i appreciate the, the it though. they usually are pretty, I, yeah, pretty oh, yeah, yeah, memorable
1: yeah. when they do happen
0: for sure absolutely
1: so back to the house um carol's cutting brendan's hair in the kitchen cody comes Can I ask home. a question here
0: real quick yeah why is she cutting his hair in the kitchen and she has an hair entire salon. hair salon right there through the door that she could just take him in throw him in a in a chair that's got you know she's got all the all the clean maybe stuff maybe there. we won't see this hair a lot anymore I mean, I think as long as Penny and Ivy are around, the hair salon will be there. Um, but it, it makes this makes no sense. When's the last time the we hand?
1: actually saw the interior of the salon? Has it been a few uh, episodes? Like
0: two episodes ago, I think. Or was it two when JT? Maybe three when JT was trying to get the job and he ended up. Um, you know washing hair at the hair salon
1: because i remember like when we first saw the hair salon like episode one or two or something we were like we don't even remember this being part I of the show like maybe I, 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 I'm, no I'm guessing eventually they kind of write that location out like just make people forget it, that it, it was even there i,
0: I think yeah, my assumption is you're right but i mean regardless it's definitely still there now <laughs> and i don't know i don't know why she's cutting her child's hair in the kitchen when she has a hair salon attached to that kitchen like just take him in there
1: does cody ever get a room in the house like, I don't know. do they turn the salon so. into Cody's room? No,
0: I, I no. I, I don't think I have a I think I have a guess on what happens to it based on like some things I saw. But okay. I don't want to say it. All right. That's fine. I don't say it.
1: Um. So, yeah, cutting hair in the kitchen. Cody comes home. He got fired from his job because he was only putting the good toys in because he didn't want any kids uh, being disappointed when they spent that. their last quarter and got a sticker instead of slime or whatever they wanted. And, uh, now he is worried that Dana is going to be upset because he doesn't have a job anymore or this job, I guess. Yes. So Frank gets home. Um, he is dirty. He's a mess. He's a mess. He's mad. He unplugs the, uh, answering machine, eventually throws it in the oven and, uh, (laughs) i mean he almost got killed i mean there's a reason to be mad and uh he did. He he's did. mad because he didn't get this message he knows now that a message was left about this uh demolition and uh he starts i think he pulls the oven back or pulls the answer screen back out of the oven at some point and starts smashing it on the ground
0: yeah it throws it on the ground
1: karen comes in um he asks her about the messages and she's like well i got a message from bobby and i heard some other message some like kramer guy or something but i was already on the way out and uh carol's in there now and ends up grounding her for a month with i think i think it's grounded for a month with no telephone for a week
0: well right and what happens here so carol's like you're grounded for a month and karen's like okay and then she's like and no phone for a week and that's when karen's like but what am i gonna do i don't i need my phone
1: yeah that's the part she's really upset about so uh we go then later in the kitchen um dana's doing homework uh cody we find out hasn't come out of his van for two days. He's so disappointed about all this stuff. And Carol tells Dana it's because of her. And uh, Dana's like, all right, I'll go talk to him. So she goes out to his van. This is the first time we've at least seen the interior. I don't know if we've seen the exterior. So I think
0: there's been a scene where we've seen him like outside of the van with the uh-huh. door open. But this is the first time, yeah, we're getting a shot like inside the van.
1: He's got, like, an Albert Einstein poster, which he's like, oh, is he one of your heroes? And he's like, oh, I didn't even know who he was or something like that.
0: What did he like? There was something about him that he liked, and I can't remember what it was. Was it but his he, hair? or? I, I think it was, like, his hair his mustache or something like that.
1: And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're having a conversation about um, her kind of, like, apologizing that he lost – or not apologizing, but saying that she's sorry that he lost his job. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to go get a new job. And Dana's like, "Well, I mean – you already are like the best demolition guy that there is. I mean, Frank speaks so highly of you. Like you don't right. have to change because nothing you can do will change how I feel about you anyway. So there's no point really.
0: Right. And, and that's a, to me, that was, a, that was a very Laura line. Like not, no matter what you do, it's not gonna change how I feel about you. And Cody, of course, takes that a little bit on the side of like, oh, uh, they're like, she loves me and there's no, nothing will ever change that. And And she's obviously saying like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be interested in you, no matter what happens.
1: Yeah. So then we go to uh, Frank coming home um, to Karen in the living room. She's trying to apologize to him, and he's like, "All right, well, I'll talk to your mom. See if I can uh, help you out with this punishment for a little bit." And uh, she's like, "Well, I really deserve it. Like, I mean, it, it's my fault that you almost got killed." And then the phone rings, and Frank answers it, and she's like trying to just be part of this conversation because she misses the uh the phone so much
0: (laughs) she was she was like petting the phone like stroking the phone when frank walked in like staring at it longingly (laughs)
1: um and then i don't know if this is another scene or the same scene but frank talking to carol um
0: it seems like he kind of goes into the kitchen after getting off of that phone call to talk to carol yeah
1: um it might even be i don't know it almost seems like it was maybe days later but i don't know
0: I feel like it. I feel like they don't do a good job here. I'll I'll give you that. They they really don't do a good job of like giving us the kind of time frame here. I got the impression, though, that it was supposed to be immediate. Like he's on the call, has the call, goes and talks to Karen.
1: Yeah. So, um, Frank tells Carol that the demolition's done and, uh, the Kramers are hiring him to do this job. He's going to be building all these new apartments and, Mm -hmm. uh, He's excited. And then Carol shows Frank uh, that he, she's also set up this uh, new message board system for whenever anyone calls.
0: and I like how Karen's column was already already full on the <laughs> on the message board. yeah.
1: so um she's like, well, this thing uh, has its advantages. Like if someone calls, you don't have to answer it. And then, like the phone rings, and I think it's penny or something trying mm-hmm. to get a hold of Carol and then we've got horny carol once again um kissing uh frank not answering the phone while her sister's calling her and then the two of them run upstairs and that's the end of the episode
0: that's the end of the episode
1: that's it so next up is perfect strangers season seven episode nine the name of the episode is wild turkey we do get a thanksgiving episode which uh makes me happy
0: yeah okay i was gonna say yeah, yeah yes you're correct this is a this is a thanksgiving episode
1: So um, it starts with uh, Jennifer. She's unpacking groceries. She's got like a turkey and some other Thanksgiving stuff. Then Marianne comes in. She starts unpacking like the exact same groceries. Then Balky comes in and he's also unpacking all these like Thanksgiving food groceries. And uh, all of them thought that they would be the ones cooking Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, they're all a little confused and maybe upset that it's not going to be them or just them or something like that.
0: Is this, is this what happened in the Going Places Thanksgiving episode?
1: Ooh, I
0: don't. Wasn't know. it? Was it this, or was it that one person was gonna thought they were gonna cook, and then everybody else was going? Turned yeah, out everybody else was going to. It was somewhere
1: else. Uh, Heather I Locklear's think was like character I was, was upset because like her mom always did it or something, and like her mom wasn't there. I kind of. But remember. she was
0: gonna try to do it. I, that's what I thought. Is that everybody was gonna try was thought that they were gonna be doing like their version of Thanksgiving, and then. And, and it created the same same kind of similar I issue. Know. I don't either I'm, I'm trying to pull it up now So while you're uh, looking just, uh, for it IMDB just says the gang attempts to make Thanksgiving dinner
1: Alright we'll go with it So Larry <laughs> comes in and uh, we find out That he was writing a story about turkeys He was on a farm and he had this Great plan uh, The farmer actually sold him 58 turkeys at half price. And his plan is going to be to resell all these things by tomorrow and make tomorrow. lots of profit. And he's now has 58 turkeys in the backyard at the house.
0: Just a couple just one note here. So the, the farm that he was at was McGregor's farm. And that reminded me of McGregor's garden from the Beatrix Potter books. I don't know if you remember the Beatrix Potter books, like the wind in the willows. And uh, I can't remember the rabbit's name, but anyways, Peter I think that's really That sounds right. Um, that's where they pulled this from. Okay. Uh, that's where I think they pulled the name from. But real quick, cool, I, I don't know. Who buys 58 live turkey Like, what do you what do you do with 58 live turkeys?
1: I mean, we know why. He thinks he's going to be able to sell them and make money. That's why he does it. We do. But, I mean, come on. 58 live turkey. They were half price. Sure. He's trying to get everything he can to make every dollar that he can.
0: That's true. It's, that's that's Larry.
1: So, we then go to a scene with uh, Marianne and Jennifer. They're in the kitchen cooking. Um marianne accidentally lets like three turkeys in the house um larry and balky run in to try to get them back out of the house and then during all this somehow jennifer has lost her wedding ring she thinks she set it up on the counter with the other like salt and pepper or something and mm, then while she was cooking jennifer thinks that one of those turkeys came in and ate her wedding ring i mean that's what it seems like it's the only explanation so um that's going on. We go to a scene later where now we have Larry and Bauke in the kitchen with a metal detector, and they have. We found out have checked all of the turkeys three times now, and Larry says none of them have metal inside of them.
0: Do you think that that would work? Do you yeah, think of like I a, think so. I
1: think so. You think so? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So they're trying to figure out what happened. Um, And then Balky's like, "Well, there was one turkey that has left. I actually sold a turkey to the Johnsons." And Larry's like, "We got to get that turkey back."
0: So I really like this scene. I really like this back and forth between them for this couple of minutes because it's it's like Larry's like, why, "Why, why, what were you thinking? Why would you do that?" And Balky's like, "I know, I know. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why I would sell a turkey." And there even. <laughs> there was a sign out front that said we were selling turkeys and somebody was interested in buying a turkey and i and we have 58
1: turkeys in the backyard (laughs) i I would have
0: done that it's and and obviously you know larry about to do it much better than i just described it but their back and forth here is is really funny and it's it's really good perfect strangers comedy
1: yeah so um larry's like we got to get that turkey back and he suggests that uh we need to switch cooked turkeys with the Johnsons, take our cooked turkey, switch it for their cooked turkey, and, uh, we'll be able to, uh, get the ring back out of the turkey and everything will be fine.
0: Uh, problem solved.
1: Yeah. So then we go to, uh, Larry and Balky arriving at the Johnsons' house. Um, Larry is, uh, gonna tell them that Balky accidentally sold them a poison turkey and they've got to get that poison turkey back and switch it with this one so they don't die. Pretty much.
0: This scene frustrated me. I felt like it was really just cobbled together. I, I, the family, the family, did not work. I think, in yeah. with Falky and Larry.
1: I don't know. I liked it all right. Um, so they looked in the window. The family's already eating, and Balky's trying to say, "We just need to tell them the truth. Like they'll understand." <laughs> of And Larry's like, no, we can't do that. Um, Like, I I guess in his head, they're going to want to keep this diamond ring if they find out they have a diamond ring in their turkey. But um, they are going to tell them that they're there because this turkey selling service that they have is more than just selling turkeys. They're a full service turkey provider and they're going to go serve them Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs)
0: It's awfully nice of them. I mean, they
1: just want to make sure that it's the best Thanksgiving that they this family has ever had. So then,
0: right? It's like when the your local brewery doesn't sell growlers because they want to make sure that they're serving you the beer the way it's intended. So yeah. they're you know they make sure. sure the turkey is served the way it's intended.
1: So they end up going inside. Uh, Mr. Johnson tries to get them out of the house. They're like, "Get out of here, you guys! Don't need to be in here. This is our Thanksgiving dinner. We already started yeah. eating that kind of thing." And Larry's like, uh, "I've." What, I don't
0: know what. What? So what happens here is that so Larry's still trying oh. to figure out a way to make this work, and so he's like, "Well, let me let me lead." Have you done the Have you done the blessing yet? And they're like, "Yes, we've done the blessing." And, and he's like, uh, "Well, I didn't hear you do the blessing, so, so <laughs> do it do, again, you, do it again." And he starts to lead them in the blessing. Has all their has them all put their heads down, and while he does that, Balky is like digging through the food, and Larry's got his hand. In the turkey, and it's a whole it's a whole this is another classic. Well, kind yeah, they of do like, it,
1: they do it twice because at first Mr. Johnson does grace again, and then like they start searching and Larry's like, Oh, we need to find the gizzard. It's either in the stuffing or the gravy, and then that's right. where balky starts. But then like they don't find it, so he's like, That wasn't good enough. Let me do the let me do the blessing. Then they put their heads down again, and while everyone's down this time, this is where Larry like gets stuck in the turkey, and like you said, it's a long scene where like He's got his hand and then his foot stuck in the turkey and you see him like running around. And at the same time, they're like putting their hands in everyone's food, like trying to find this ring. They have no clue where it is at this point.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So um, eventually they, uh, Larry gets out of the turkey um, and then uh, the grandpa at the table, he ends up coughing. They think he's choking on the ring and they try to save him. And then the family eventually finally kicks, uh, Larry and Balky out of their Thanksgiving dinner.
0: Yeah. Like they're, they're at this point, they're like, get, get out of the house, get out, go.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, they've been trying to do this whole time. So then we're back at the house. Um, uh, Larry, we find out has donated all these turkeys, which, uh, Jennifer and Marianne appreciate. <laughs> but then Balky comments, it was only because he couldn't sell them and he needed to get a tax deduction on them. And, uh, they're sitting down, getting ready to eat their Thanksgiving dinner, and they're all saying things that they're thankful for. And Jennifer's like, I'm thankful that I have a forgiving husband who doesn't get mad <laughs> when I realize that I actually had just left the ring in the jewelry box the whole time.
0: Jennifer is way nicer here than she has to be because of all the people in this entire show this 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 friend group that has done things that pe- people like they need to apologize for it is larry larry uh, i think is still owing apologies for things that he has done in this episode no just, just in, in general life. okay sure, sure sure. in life
1: like every other episode pretty much
0: every episode yeah except for this one what's up i don't know even buying 58 turkeys is something that you need to kind of like really- yeah and
1: she did say it was their money now right <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Right. Um, so they all kind of say some nice things. Larry also says that he's thankful that he's uh, out of the turkey business and uh, that he has. But he also mentions that he wish he had a little more time because uh, he would have been able to do it if he had more time, to sell all these turkeys. And Balky's thankful that um, that the Johnsons didn't call the police on him. And he's also happy that this is like the first Thanksgiving meal as an American citizen. And, uh, he then lifts up the, uh, cover of the food, not to reveal a turkey, but instead to reveal TV dinners for the entire group, which he hands out. And then that's their Thanksgiving dinner. And that's how the episode wraps
0: up. Which I don't understand. They had three like frozen turkeys in the house. They, do you they, know how long um, it takes to make a turkey, Travis? I do. I do. I, I absolutely At this do,
1: point, there's no way.
0: The women could have made the turkeys and... While while just Larry to defrost
1: turkey. the turkeys, it takes like they know that though. Night.
0: The th- the three turkeys that were bought are I'm sure were not actually like still frozen, but there's no way that they bought three turkey like each of them bought a turkey, not knowing that it was gonna take longer to to defrost than than it would have. Like they had three turkeys ready to go, and somehow they're still eating TV dinners. Uh, I don't
1: know. I don't know. I mean the one we know they cooked one turkey and he threw it in the bush. When he went over to the Johnson's house. So that's the cur- turkey that was defrosted and cooked.
0: Okay, so that's one. So there's still two there's more There's two turkeys.
1: solid frozen turkeys, which need at know least a night. We don't
0: yeah, know they're, they're frozen. frozen.
1: Why would they defrost all three if they're only cooking one?
0: Because they're already defrosted. They, they bought
1: them ready to go. They bought them go. frozen.
0: Not to mention they had 58 live turkeys that don't need to be defrosted. They just need to be cleaned and thrown in the oven.
1: You think Mary and Jennifer are going to be chopping off some heads of some turkeys and cooking them while they're at the Johnson's house?
0: I guarantee you Mary Ann knows how to, knows how to field dress a turkey. She could have done that eyes closed.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. All right. But yeah, that's perfect strangers for the week. We get a one final, one final Thanksgiving episode. We have two
0: Thanksgiving episodes.
1: Baby Talk, Season 2, Episode 9. The name of the episode is Cold Turkey. Um, Starts off with your little baby clip with uh, Mickey and some other baby wearing feathers and a drum and, like, start Thanksgiving
0: outfits. Being real inappropriate with some indigenous costumes. Yeah,
1: I mean, 91, no one cared.
0: Back in 91, this would have been, no one would have blinked at it wouldn't this wouldn't even make it on tv today
1: that's same yeah no, that same year i'm sure i made that exact hat in in first grade or whatever and wore it as well
0: i i don't doubt it I, i'm sure i did too i'm sure i did too
1: are we still allowed to, to uh to trace our hands and turn them into turkeys is that okay
0: yeah there's nothing we're not we're not worried about offending turkeys okay
1: just making sure so after <laughs> the theme song it's okay we come back um uh maggie's waking I mean, up
0: thanksgiving is a problematic holiday yeah. in general but all right we could still we could still do hand turkeys
1: can we still have stuffing is that fine too yeah sure okay so maggie's waking up at 6 15 someone's knocking on the door she goes out she's tired she doesn't want to be woken up already it's her mom and she's there with james they've got handfuls of groceries and we find out she's there to start early because it's thanksgiving and she's there to cook thanksgiving dinner
0: obviously maggie's mom knows how long it takes to defrost a turkey
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: obviously. So I have no idea. If I had to make a turkey, I would I'd be SOL. I have no idea.
1: Yeah. So Maggie also mentions to her mom that she really wants to cook at this point too. Like, um it's a big deal. She's in her new apartment. She wants to at least help out, if not do the entire thing, which she thought she was gonna do, I guess. Yep. So we go to a little later, they're both cooking and her mom's being very demanding. Like she's got like specific, like ways to do everything, like basting the turkey and all this stuff and mashing the sweet potatoes. And, uh, yeah.
0: And I think the key thing here too, is not only is she being demanding, but Maggie is trying to do what she is, is like capable of doing to participate. And her mom keeps kind of like smacking her down and telling her no, we're going to do it this way, or I'm going to do it this way, or we're not doing that, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so Maggie's getting a little uh, tired of her mom at this point. The door, um, I think James probably knocks on it, comes in, and uh, find out he's there just to taste the food, and uh, also to pick up Mickey because they're going to go, or take Mickey to the couch because they're going to watch some football because that's what he does during Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of too, to just get Mickey out of, out of the way so somebody's keeping an eye on them
1: yeah so they start watching uh the parade first and making some comments on that and then uh talking about uh we go back to uh maggie and her mom they're talking about like guests and how many people are coming and setting the table and her mom uh again has all these like ways that she thinks things should be done like uh she's complaining about maggie using paper plates and wanting to do a buffet style and Mm -hmm. uh maggie is pretty much done with it at this point
0: Yeah. And, and, um, James kind of starts to feel the tension. So he's like, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Mickey to my apartment and let you all figure this out.
1: Yep. And then, uh, Maggie continues to get on, or really starts like getting on her mom for doing too much, like telling her, I don't want you to do this much. Like this is something that I really want to do.
0: Well, yeah, because what happens is Maggie has, is going to make a pumpkin pie and she pulls it out of the, the, pulls the pie crust out of the fridge. And her mom's like, you don't need a frozen pie crust. We can make a pie crust. And she's like, I'm not making a pie crust um, and they end up dropping the pie crust. It breaks and it kind of just is the the straw on the camel's back breaks. You know, Maggie flips out.
1: So then Maggie goes over to Anita's house. Um, she's complaining about her mom. Um, the door knocks or the door doesn't knock, but someone knocks on the door. And it's James. <laughs> James knocks on the door. And uh, he's there to use their uh, their VCR and TV to record the other game because they're gonna watch one football game, record the other game, then he'll go back and watch that football game later. And Maggie is uh, now complaining about her mom to James, and uh, he he's not really siding with Maggie right now because he's like, ah, oh, she's there to help. I like, get your mom; she's a great mom. Be happy that she's there at all, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean. James generally is kind of trying to walk around the edge of this whole situation and not be too involved, but he does kind of just say like, she's just doing, you know, she's a mom. This is what she's used to. She's trying to be there for you. You know, you got to deal with it.
1: So then we go to a scene where James and Mickey are arriving at. I do. I do want to say real quick. Tony is wearing
0: a pretty good public enemy shirt in this scene or the previous scene when they were in Anita's apartment. But Anita
1: makes some change out of it. Right.
0: Well, only, only because she wants him to be more dressed up for Thanksgiving, not because she has a problem, or at least she doesn't say that she has a problem with the public enemy shirt, but it's a pretty sweet public enemy shirt.
1: Um, so then we go to, uh, Warren's apartment. This is James. Is this the same guy that was watching wrestling?
0: So it's James. Yes, it is. It's James apartment. Warren is there watching the, watching football with, with James and Mickey.
1: Oh, Okay. So yeah, they're, they're all, it it is,
0: it's his, it's his attorney buddy who was uh, watching wrestling. I think it was last week.
1: So they're all going to watch football there. We go to back to uh, Maggie's Maggie um, tells her mom that she's doing too much. She wants it to be her Thanksgiving. Maggie's mom says she understands. And then Maggie goes over to like, look at the Turkey or something. And while her back is turned to the door, Maggie's mom sneaks out and just completely leaves without saying anything.
0: Real dramatic. (laughs) Yeah.
1: um and now we skip ahead to uh everyone now at maggie's house all the guests are there for thanksgiving um james is actually on the phone with his mom and uh maggie is trying to call her mom again after this and uh, her mom's not answering like she's ignoring her calls is what she
0: thinks right and so and we get to hear maggie's mom's answering machine and so i I'm convinced that somewhere in the, in the TGIF writers room, prop room, people were like, we got to These answering machine things are, are, they're huge. They're really becoming popular. We got to start using them in episodes. Cause we've had two episodes this week where the answering machine has been a part of, of the storyline. Yeah,
1: no, you're right. Um, Maggie goes to like change Mickey, um, knock at the door. It's Barbara this time. James is trying to like set Warren up with Barbara who, right. uh, doesn't seem like it's working out very well like they sit on the couch together and uh try to have this conversation but it's like the worst conversation ever like she's it's asking awful. him questions and he's just like yeah fine okay
0: but she's also eh, on, on both sides neither of them are good yeah, yeah yeah for sure and barbara we have seen barbara was actually at the birthday party that i think warren was at too right Didn't warren maybe go to yeah maggie's birthday party they might have both been there and Barbara was definitely there I can't remember what Warren how we saw Warren but
1: so then we go into the bedroom to Mickey's bedroom Maggie is like talking to Mickey saying um don't worry Mickey I'm not going to control your life when you get older and then that's where we go into the next dream sequence of as CGI she's dressing in him in
0: the worst outfit ever it's like an oversized like child clown outfit.
1: Yeah, and as we go into this dream sequence, we now have uh, Maggie, who hasn't aged, but Mickey, who now looks like he's in his 20s, but still wearing that same outfit that she just put him in as a kid. Um, I'm convinced
0: they just bought one and had had baby Mickey wear the one that adult Mickey also wore.
1: Maybe. Um, so, in the future, I guess, in this dream sequence, she's giving Mickey, like, everything that he wants. Like, uh, he, she's just like... Over the top, like anything Mickey wants, she's giving it to him, right? Uh, yep. A- and then he mentions, except grandma. <laughs> Cause she's not there.
0: <laughs> they haven't talked since the Thanksgiving incident of
1: 1991. Yeah. And then uh, I think we're out of the dream sequence now. Well, there's a
0: couple of things that happen here. So Mickey, Mickey unveils this like life-size portrait of Maggie that he had done because of how much he loved, or how much, you know, Maggie wants Mickey to love. This her. is adult Mickey uh, in the dream sequence, right? Right. And then James comes in and James is wearing like a, like a, 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 a full on tuck suit. And he's got like gray in his hair and he starts performing his new single that he wrote, um, that I think is about Maggie, I believe. And basically the whole idea of this dream sequence is that Maggie, Maggie's vision of future Mickey is that Mickey still adores her as his mom and that she, she's going to be there to, you know, basically be in his life constantly. Like she is now as, as he is a child. Mickey
1: also owns the Mona Lisa in the future as well.
0: But doesn't care about it because he just, he took that off the wall so that he could put the picture of uh, the portrait of Maggie on to replace it.
1: Yeah. So after the dream sequence, James comes into the room and uh, she uh, Maggie's like, "Can you call my mom for me?" And because ma- maybe maybe she'll answer if you call him. So right. she's like, she's on auto dial two, and he's like, "Well, who's on auto dial one?" And she's like, doesn't say it, but like James is her number one speed dial on the phone.
0: <laughs> Which he makes a big deal of, but it makes total sense. It makes total sense that the person she's going to call him the most because he's the super, so he's probably going to be in the apartment fixing stuff. He babysits Mickey all the time. So she needs to get in touch with him a lot. Like it totally makes sense outside of any kind of feelings that he, she might have for him yeah. that he would be. Travis, so have you, you've lived
1: in an apartment before in your life, right?
0: I have, but not like. How often lived in would you building. say you
1: called maintenance in a year?
0: So it depends. So I've lived in apartments where I've had to call them more often than not. And I've lived in apartments where I've basically never had to call them. So there was I mean, there was one apartment I lived in where I probably called maintenance every two or three months. But obviously the apartment that Maggie lives in is a lot it has a lot of issues because she's calling James all the time to fix like legitimate stuff. Anita's sink never works. She's got to fix that uh, sink like all the oh. time. But also regard okay, so regardless of that, he still babysits Mickey all the time. That's so true. That's true. So, I mean she's calling it she's calling him probably more than anybody else. And she likes him. She does like him.
1: So uh, I guess.
0: I mean the writer still won't really give us a good answer on that, but yeah, it seems like she likes him.
1: Uh, we get a little bit at the end. We'll see though. So James and Maggie are now like talking about their parents, and she's like, uh she tells him that she's really glad that he stayed there. And uh yeah, I don't know. I didn't write a whole bunch about that conversation, no. but yeah, all the all the guests are ready to eat though. She says we can't eat yet. I told my mom three o'clock, and we're going to wait till three o'clock. So eventually, right. we get to like the last minute. There is like a countdown, and before uh, three o'clock, Maggie's mom comes in. She's there for Thanksgiving dinner. She apologizes to Maggie, and all the guests are happy and begin to eat.
0: And she's kind of like, well, "I am here. You told me to be here at three. You, you said you didn't want me to help, and so I am." I just do what you told me to do. Yeah. As opposed true. to being like, sorry, I was super dramatic about everything and walked out without saying anything and not answering my phone.
1: One of the guests makes a comment about like, there not being any cranberry sauce. And then Maggie's mom reaches into her purse and grabs a uh, jar of cranberry sauce. And, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a, a fine Thanksgiving in Maggie's apartment.
0: Looks perfectly fine. Yep.
1: Um, and then we go to a scene where, uh, James is getting Mickey ready for bed. And I, I, I don't know if anything really happens in that scene. Cause then we go back out to James and Maggie in the kitchen.
0: There. I feel like he's saying something to Mickey. That's not, it's more just like comedic or like, you know, filler, but Oh, like that...
1: talking about eating so much Turkey or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So James and Maggie are talking in the kitchen. James, uh, it, finds the wishbone in the Turkey and they go to break it Um, James ends up winning the uh, wishbone battle and uh, Maggie asks him what did you wish for and uh, he's like the same thing you did and she said you wish and (laughs) yeah
0: I don't even know what that means um, that he,
1: I mean, she knows know. what he's thinking, <laughs> and like trying to pretend. I don't know. So then we go to Mickey in the bed, and he burps from eating too much turkey, and then that's the end of the episode.
0: And then there's more inappropriate babies in indigenous, yeah. costumes. Yeah,
1: more babies with feathers and drum and drums.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, that's it. That's your TGIF for this week. Yeah. Uh, like we do every week, we will rank them on our favorite episodes for the week. Um, I'll go first. Number four, uh, I'm gonna go Baby Talk. Number three, I'll go. uh, uh, This is probably gonna be different than you. I'm gonna go Step by Step at three, Perfect Strangers at two, and Family Matters
0: at one. So this is a tough one because there's parts of like a lot of these episodes that I liked, but like none of the whole episodes really, really stuck out to me. So. I'll put Baby Talk at four as well. Was there a big th-
1: gap like we've had in the past, like between four and three, or between no, three and two?
0: They're all kind of just together. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm so I'm okay. I'm gonna do Baby Talk at four. I'm gonna do Family Matters at three. Um, Perfect Strangers at two because I really liked that conversation with Balky and Larry about the uh,
1: uh, why you sell uh, the, the, like the why do
0: you sell the turkey. And I'll I'll put, I'll put step-by-step at one. I thought that was a pretty, I thought it was a pretty strong step-by-step episode.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, a lot of switching around could happen on my list as well. So yeah,
0: I'm not committed to any of that. I mean, I could easily be talking, even baby talk. I could probably move up a couple if somebody gave me a good argument. So what do we got
1: coming up next week for week 115?
0: 115, man. It sounds so old uh standard week so full episodes uh, family matter season three episode 11 step by step season one episode 11 perfect stranger season seven episode 10 and baby talk season two episode 10.
1: uh thanks to wasmo once again for the theme song this week make sure you're following us thanks on all and hey oh i saw
0: i saw our fan our big fan uh keith i went to go see the eternals and he was working i saw him and he's like I'm all caught up and my coworkers thought it was great when you called me out um, on the, on the live episode. And I was like, cool. So Keith, you can play this for your coworkers too. Tell them that, that we called you out again on the episode.
1: Yeah. Doesn't he work with someone on another podcast too?
0: I don't know. I think so. I mean, he listens to a lot of podcasts, so I'm not quite sure what, but I saw Keith. Thanks for, thanks for having us the movie. Did he get you some
1: free popcorn at least?
0: No, I didn't ask him for anything.
1: I mean, I would expect him to just kind of like bring it in there. Like after the lights go down, he just kind of like sets <laughs> a garbage bag full of popcorn in your lap.
0: Nah, next, nah we were Next good. time, next time. Next time.
1: At least some milk duds or something.
0: Want me to go see Spider-Man No Way Home?
1: Is that the next one that's on your list?
0: Well, I wanted to make sure I was caught up on all the Marvel movies for Spider-Man because that's kind of when they, they're they going to, I mean, everyone knows they're going to introduce like the multiverse there. So I'm really curious to see how how multiverse the multiverse is going to be.
1: Make sure you're following Honestly. us on all social media, TGIFCast. <laughs> you can uh, subscribe on YouTube, two guys in the Fridays. Email us if you need to, TGIFCast at gmail.com.
0: All this stuff. So, anything else, Steve? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, we got a wrestling match to get to, wrestling show to get to tonight. So, have a good week. You got it, dude. It's Friday night, and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, TGIF. TV
1: and podcasts.